Hi. Hello. My name's Kia. And I'm Florence. And this is Melanin. In medicine. Yay. <laughs> so, we have a very, 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 very special guest today. And her name is Amaka. And it's our first medical student, guys. It's our first one. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> we're breaking the, breaking the, what? Barriers. 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 Okay, I was going to say mold. I was like, I don't think mold. that's it. I've never heard that before. <laughs> we're, we're making records on the show. So um, she's an M4. She goes to um, UMKC here in Kansas City. And uh, she's a part of a very unique program. It's a six-year medical program. So in this program, we'll tell you a little bit about it later in our episode. But um, it's basically an accelerated track if you're interested in going to medical school. So it's a great opportunity for students um, who know early on that they want to be a doctor. And, yeah, we're going to tell you all about it. But first, we're going to start by introducing our guests. Hi, my name is Amaka. Hi. I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri, so it's Casey Mo all day. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> Missouri, guys, not Kansas. Kansas. Please don't get it confused, no. don't get it twisted. I'm not from Kansas, thank yep. you very much. Um, just some quick things about me. I'm Nigerian-American. I'm a first-generation American, and I'm applying for a residency. What I'm applying for is called internal medicine and pediatrics. So I'm basically going to be two doctors in one. So I'll be able to treat adults and kids. Oh, nice. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, have your, have your goals on top of goals, y'all. Yeah. Be ready. <laughs> so, um, of course, we're going to start with our elders' elevation. So Amaka has a lovely quote for us. Yes, and so my quote is basically built off of when you're in a time of struggle or you're in a sad moment. And so it's you have 24 hours to be upset. But after that 24th hour in that first minute, you better take every step forward and wipe your tears as you're going because you have to continue. That's, That's a word. That's honestly something. I feel like you've had to tell yourself this multiple times. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I had to tell myself, my yeah. mom, my dad, everybody. People you care about. <laughs> people I don't care about that I'm like upset. Like, all right, you got 24 hours, but you yeah. have to keep going because life will continue. Yeah. The test is still going to come, or you still have to see that patient. You still have to learn that information. Yeah. You can't just sit here and swallow and be upset all the time over yeah. something that is out of your control. You right. Know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I feel like, especially with this field, so many things happen that are out of your control. Mm -hmm. It's just no way for you to actually be, like, affected by it Mm -hmm. to that degree, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, we have our Mahoney messages. Hello. We we got one this week. Did we? Oh, we did! Yeah, we did! Shut the front door. (laughs) So, thank you to our, um, we got a lovely feedback post, actually. And, uh, yeah, he was just telling a lot of great things. He really enjoyed the episode with my dad. And uh, he had a lot of good positive feedback. So thanks to that, uh, Dre. You shout know, out, yeah, shout out to you <laughs> for emailing us. And if anybody else would like to give us some feedback or ask a question, anything like that, email us at melaninandmedicine02 at gmail dot com. And uh, I'll be just as excited to see your email as I was <laughs> to see his feedback. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but with that, since we also have an interview question, it's coming from Amaka. So go ahead. So the interview question question was, what environment will you not be successful in? And if you are in a role in an administration, how would you then fix that environment so your student can learn well? And so part of what's so special about this question is that she was actually asked this during her residency interviews. So that's why we were like, oh, this is level. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you answer that? So I said the environment that I'm not comfortable in is one where 
it's very tense, very intimidating, where you, if you ask a question, you're being an annoyance or you're looked dumb upon. Oh, God. Yeah, mm-hmm. or just, like, no one can have any conversations. That, like, smiling is basically out of the pocket. Like, you can't do anything yeah. like that. And so I don't feel like I can thrive in those environments because they're no. very intimidating. It makes me feel like I don't belong. And mm-hmm. I, it kind of makes me feel like, I'm out of place Mm -hmm. and that they're treating me like this because they don't want me to be around and that I don't need to be around Mm -hmm. and so I feel like so many times you feel that and like especially as like a black woman in medicine Mm -hmm. you just don't feel like you belong in general you know you don't see anybody that looks like you so to speak Mm -hmm. and then like for people to almost add like some condescending gesture some type of you know, talk to you, talk down to you. It mm-hmm. just kind of makes it really uncomfortable. Very much so. Side eyes, yeah. smirks. And if this is your career, you do this every day. Exactly. So this is like a hard place for you to be uncomfortable. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. So hopefully that's the push in medicine is that more comfort for people who aren't the majority in medicine. Yeah. So speak. And I would say it's kind of like a blend. You know, some schools are working towards it and like mm-hmm. working very hard towards it. Other schools don't see the need. Mm-hmm, they yeah. just don't feel like it's necessary. They don't feel like anyone is uncomfortable. And they don't recognize that students are not being successful because they don't feel like they belong. Yeah, yeah. that's and I see, true. I see so many like of the schools that I've been looking at. It'll have like five black students in a class mm-hmm. of like 100. So mm-hmm. like to say, well, nobody said anything because... If they are uncomfortable, you know, they haven't spoken up. Well, mm-hmm. when you have five people on your side in, like, a class of 100, do you really feel like you have the room to speak up and yeah. be heard and stuff like that? So, yeah, I get that. That's hard. Yeah. That is hard. And, I mean, I've experienced it in, at my school. And when I tell you, it was probably the hardest week of my life. Like, really? Yeah. Because oh. you don't – and I, it was during an ICU month, which is, like, the critical care, so the sickest of the sick. And so you have a lot of questions. Right. The half these people aren't breathing on their own. They're having machines that are breathing for them. And they want me to talk about why the settings are where they're at and how I want to adjust the settings. And I'm like, I don't even know what <laughs> is going What is this machine called? Like, if you yeah. want the truth. You, I don't know. And I'm not in a position where I can ask a question without somebody looking at me like I'm crazy yeah. or like smirking their lips or like, Oh my gosh, you're not even paying attention to me while I'm talking. Oh yeah. Oh, See, that's, yeah. that's yeah. a joke. Mm-hmm. That's it's, frustrating as a student <laughs> when you're trying to learn. Yeah, and so it just got to the point where I just stopped asking them questions. And that's and hard. And that's the worst position you can yeah. be in. Yeah, because you're paying money for them to teach you and be comfortable exactly. with asking questions. Exactly. Because your yeah. whole purpose of medical school is to learn. It's to learn how to be a great doctor. It's to learn how to be able to study the way that you need to. And you should be in a place where it's okay. That's the whole purpose of academic medicine. It's it's a learning environment, not just for the medical students, but for the interns, which is like the first year you get out of medical school, for the residents who are done being an intern, for the attendings, for the fellow. Right. Academic medicine (laughs) is for learning. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good point. That would be hard. Damn. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah that's that's okay. a that good, was a good interview question. Right. That's really good. You know, I don't know that I'd be able to answer it. I, I wouldn't even know what to say, so. Yeah. Your answer. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, okay, I'll ask about that later in our okay. residency section. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Let's start off with talking about, well, we're going to in, go into our stepping stones. So our first stepping stone is your medical experience. So talk a little bit about um, being in a six-year med program. Or how did you know that you were interested in medicine? Because you applied for that in high school. Yes. So how does that kind of fade, like, yeah. go into? And I guess how did you know, like, so early on, like, mm-hmm. that you would be happy doing this career? Okay, so that's actually <laughs> a funny question. So um, when I was younger... A lot of times in the Nigerian community, you find a lot of women who are nurses and then men who are physicians or surgeons. And so me just being an ordinary child, like, as I was younger, I would always do the opposite of what I was supposed to do. Perfect. Just so I can do it. <laughs> I can do it. You know? And so I was like, oh, okay, well, if everyone's supposed to be a nurse, I'm just going to be a doctor. Yeah. And I just stuck with it. Mind you, I probably made this decision when I was like eight or mm-hmm. seven. And as going through school, I really liked the sciences, really loved anatomy. Like the human body is just so cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, found out about the six year program while at work and just happened to run into my friend's conversation with her sister who was thinking about applying for the program and they were saying that they were taking specific classes to get them ready for the test. Okay. And I was like, huh, six year program, what is that? And then find out that UMKC, which is the University of Missouri, Kansas City, allows you to do basically the European model of medical school, where you get into medical school right out of high school. You do two years of undergrad, and then you do four years of medical school. Mm -hmm. So my grades were always really good because I was planning on leaving. I was like, I'm going to get out of Kansas City. (laughs) I'm going to get out out of here. (laughs) On a scholarship. Nice. And so it was like, my grades were always really well, so me deciding on applying to the program wasn't that taxing mm-hmm. the one thing that I needed to make sure is that I had medical experience and mm-hmm. then like volunteering and shadowing hours so just contacted my pediatrician asked him if I could shadow him shadowed him for a few times I did a program in my neighborhood uh, that was like directing high school students to learn more about medicine really like that I took this went to vocational school did a medical like class loved it Mm -hmm. and so I was like okay well all these things are pretty cool so I can make it work you know I feel like I'm supposed to be a doctor and when I applied to the program I also had applied to Howard University okay and so I got accepted at Howard University for undergrad for undergrad yeah and they gave me the juiciest scholarship Oh, I'm going to tell you, everything's going to be paid for, and they're going to give me a laptop. Wait a minute. A laptop? A laptop? I've never heard of that before. So basic. I'd have been like, well. So I then, it was funny because my school had sent my transcripts in late. Uh So I was an alternate for the program. UMKC's Yeah, for UMKC's six-year med program. So I'm like, bro, I ain't supposed to be here. (laughs) Get my laptop. Get my laptop. You already got your number on Amazon. (laughs) Thank you. I was like, I'm going to be a bison. There you go. And then I got the email, and it was like, oh, you've now got an interview for the program. And I'm like, oh, cool. Right. Y'all don't want me. I'm alternate. Like, what? Ignored it. (laughs) Told my mom about it. Just talking to her, and she was like, "Oh, well, you should go. Like, you never know." I'm like, "No, mommy. They're interviewing all the alternates. They don't even want us. Like, why'd they even send me an email? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not going." (laughs) 
good. <laughs> and she was like, you know, just go and see. It's an experience because they do 10 multiple mini interviews, okay. which are like, instead of you just talking to one person for 30 minutes, you go to 10 booths where they ask you and try to figure out what type of person you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, fine. I can get a day out of school. I'll go. <laughs> that was, that was that hilarious. That was you know, the plan. I'm telling you, God knows though. And so I'm, I go and I'm talking to people and everyone's like, I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm from Mexico. Blah, blah. Like all these wow, random places. Right? And I'm like, yeah. oh, cool. Like, I'm from here. You know, I grew up 30 minutes from here. <laughs> and they're like, well, weren't the Missouri interviews last week? Is they're rude. I said, sure. I don't know. Like, Okay. So, but I'm an alternate for an interview. Like, aren't y'all? I'm like shocked that high schoolers are this aggressive, though. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, you don't know the people that I go to school with. Oh, God. Oh. So, it's a yeah. high, it's a high <laughs> environment. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I was like, yeah, sure. But aren't y'all all alternates? Like, I was an alternate. And they were like, no. Oh. oh this is a real thing. I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She's so silly. Like, <laughs> Mind you, <laughs> I find out after the 10 MMIs. So I go through the whole interview process uh-huh. thinking like, oh, I'm an alternate. Oh. I'm not going to get this. I don't care what I say. I'm just going to say what I feel. Right. <laughs> Little did you know. And then I'm walking in there like, oh my goodness. Oh, God. I really hope I didn't say nothing wild, but I mean, just thinking about it, I was like, I didn't say anything problematic. No, yeah. But I was a lot more carefree. Like, I didn't right. think But do you think, I think that made them see your personality more yeah, than... probably. Most likely, <laughs> I gave them the true Amaka because I wasn't covering anything up. Yeah, I remember one time I was just like, "Oh, sure." I, I started leaning back. Man. Oh, <laughs> she was kicking it. I was like, "Fine, we can have a conversation." <laughs> and so I'm in. I, God got me into the program. You know, mm-hmm. all thanks to him. Started it. It was pretty tough because my classmates were not the typical high school students. A lot of them went to science and technology schools where they lived in dorms they were with everyone who was very similar to them they've never been around somebody who was not the same as them Mm -hmm. we didn't have a lot of people who went to public schools wow yeah i would probably say like it was kind of like 50 50 like 50 percent public school 50 percent actually probably like 30 percent public school 30 percent private 30 percent like science and technology okay wow yeah Mm -hmm. and so the people who were like the public school people actually were like a little bit more normal as you yeah. say mm-hmm. or my... just socially comfortable yeah I'll say that because yeah. i'm like in when i came to college i wasn't thinking oh like that competitively were you like no. i was like okay I was i'm about just... to meet my roommate Look, yeah. about to go to these parties to decorate my dorm everybody had a cute dorm and mine looked like stupid oh. like i was not like you're from here like yeah no and so started the program um i would say our class had 13 students of black students Mm -hmm. so either african or african-american students um we had one latino student and then probably like four asian-americans from um like china south korea Mm -hmm. philippines Mm -hmm. and then Everybody else basically <laughs> was white. Out of how many? Yeah, how many? Out of one hundred and nineteen. Okay. okay. And so wow, thirteen. Else, That's yeah, black. yeah. Or like of black something. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And then it was probably like everybody else was either white or from like South Southern Asia. So like 
Indian, Pakistani, okay. mm-hmm. Iranian, that thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's different. It was very different for me because I've never been um, around so many different types of people. Like That's my shocking in like, medical school to me. Yeah. Our school is like very diverse because probably 50 60 percent of our classmates are either of indian pakistan descent okay yeah so it's a lot that is a lot yeah and it was very it's a growing thing because i never really took into consideration other people Mm -hmm. and so it made me think about that so i like that but the other thing it did let me know is that people see you differently Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's when i really realized that um, bias is huge mm-hmm. because there are several times where I was overlooked because I was black mm-hmm. that they didn't think I had the same knowledge capacity as everybody else because I was black that I might have must have gotten into the program based off of some merit mm-hmm. um, it was that this from your classmates or your teachers? from my classmates oh. Yikes. there was one situation where one of my classmates was sitting to my right and he was looking down asked the question and looked to me and saw that it was me and then looked over to the next person mm. because he didn't think I could answer the question. Well, fine Mind you, this is probably like the first week of school. Yes. Yeah, so there's nothing. You don't really know. You don't the know person anything. next to you knows yeah. more than I do. You just saw that I was black and this person was brown, which is somebody from like the Desi descent, which is like Indian, Pakistani, mm-hmm. them. And so he looked at them, and I just remember sitting here like, why didn't you ask me? Mm-hmm. So I just answered his question. Of course you did. <laughs> ready, to, ready to go. I answered his question, gave him a long explanation of why my answer is correct. And then he just like looked at me and was like, oh, thank you, and looked back down. Like, <laughs> he knew what he did. <laughs> thank you. So that was like my first instance into it. And then there was this list where they created where it's like people who are likely to extend, which means that you need to take an extra year because you don't have the right GPA. Why would they make you, this list? Who I did don't that? Know. I don't know. Like a student did that? A student, you're oh asking my God. Me. Oh, a student did a that? Student, so students got together. I thought like it was create, the program. No, students got together <laughs> and like created this list of who is most likely to extend or have to withdraw or fail out of the program. Are you serious? What? So I, was, I was on the list. Um, was there a trend other, to the list? Yes. Um, right. Can you guess? <laughs> the black students were on Lovely. the list. What yeah. a pigmented list. Exactly. <laughs> was this early on or so was this it was like... in the first year? Mm. And then, like every year, people are basically predetermining my failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they would ask my friends and be like, oh, how's Amaka doing? Is she doing okay in the program? Is she passing the class? I haven't seen her in class. Like, did she fail? And is that your these business? Are number one. <laughs> and if I wasn't doing well, would you help me? No. Because that's really not what you're asking for. Yeah, yeah. You just want me to be a topic of discussion. Wow. And I really knew it was bad when someone had went to my best friend and was mm. like, oh, you know, it sucks what happened to Amaka. And she was like, what happened to Amaka? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was at her house yesterday. <laughs> she, just, she woke up she, late, but it's fine. Yeah, right? and, she, <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, no, I heard that she extended and that she's gonna probably withdraw." And my best friend is like, "Huh? <laughs> she didn't tell me." Was this. it ever like something you thought? You no. Were... Okay, well done. <laughs> Do you That's think just... all this comes from it being high school students, just so I young and not mature? Bit. I think it's a little bit of that, and then just bias, where they just yeah. think that I because I am black and I'm in this accelerated program, 
I was not, I do not have the mental capacity to be able to be successful. Mm-hmm. That I just got into the program because I'm black Lots and I'm from Kansas action, City. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I'm not smart enough to do it, like yeah. to make it. And so it was, it was one instant where you can only take this specific class if you promote it. What's and promoting? So promoting to the next year. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. And so I promoted to the next year, obviously. Mm-hmm. And everyone, like a good chunk of people, thought that I had extended and I was going to withdraw. Mm-hmm. So I, the teacher was calling roll and she was like, oh, here are the different groups for everybody. I need one person from each group to come and get the paper for the sign-in. So the person, the teacher, she likes me. So she saw my name and she was like, oh, Amaka, come and get the paper for your group. When I looked up, everyone's eyes were like, what? Are you serious? Uh, I didn't know. Wait, they had the SpongeBob? Yeah. (laughs) The Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. you know, me being my extra self, I'm like, okay, I'm waving to Look at you, ma'am. I'm like, hi, Deidrees. Hey. This is why we gave her a hug. I said, hey, girl. The petty level. <laughs> I said, oh, well, thank you for calling my name. It's good. Ooh, I like this haircut. Okay. <laughs> These nails are so boring. <laughs> All right. Uh, my group, come to the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... The funny thing, I can laugh at it now, but like right. at the time, it was very detrimental to me. Yeah. Because when I would struggle, I would start to think, dang, maybe I am not capable right. of doing this. Like, maybe they are right. Maybe I'm struggling because I should have not done this. Maybe I should have taken the four years and done it that way. Mm-hmm. And so, imposter syndrome... Oh, oh yeah. 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 So have you guys talked about it? No, yeah. I haven't talked about it. Well, you will, but if you have, I can just do it in like one little short yeah, okay. So basically imposter syndrome is a syndrome, like quote unquote, that when you are in a higher level of education or higher level in your workplace where you kind of feel like you're not supposed to be there and you're constantly in fear that someone's going to find out mm-hmm. that you're not supposed to be there, you're not capable of doing that job, and so you're an imposter. Mm-hmm. And so imposter syndrome literally slapped me in the face, especially when I started studying for my board exams to get my board certification to be able to be a doctor Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just tough and so that's when that quote I had to start telling myself that quote like you got 24 hours sis you gotta keep moving because life is continuing you still have to take this test you still have to see these patients you still have to learn this information and so it really built me Mm -hmm. um I grew a lot over the years I my confidence level has like I wouldn't say skyrocketed. I still struggle with it, mm-hmm. but it has improved. Mm-hmm. And I've realized that self-affirmations, like positive self-affirmations, um, mindfulness, mm-hmm. uh, just self-care can really get you to that next yes. level. And it's important to learn what makes you okay mm-hmm. and what makes you happy and what gives you peace. So you can be able to get through those tough situations and like you know yourself enough mm-hmm. that no matter what anybody else says, they're not you. You know, mm-hmm. They don't know what you're capable of doing. So they can't determine my success. I determine my success. Mm. So. Yes, ma'am. So nice. That was I was like, that was a beautiful story. I'm like, you go, girl. That you just right, motivated girl. me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that is really good though. But that's hard. Like, not only is medical school like I'm sure incredibly hard, hard mm-hmm. but it's like now you have your classmates expecting you to fail, counting on your failure, mm-hmm. almost betting on your failure, mm-hmm. and it's like aren't you guys going towards the same goal? You know, aren't you guys all trying to be physicians? And shouldn't you want to be an ethical enough physician to where you're not, like, looking for other people's failure? Yeah. In in general, but... It's sad. And I think some of it comes from 
the immaturity mm-hmm. that we are 17 18 year olds okay. and a lot of these kids have always been like the smart kids and they've always they're used to talking down to people they're used to expecting less of people and being mm-hmm. like i'm the smart one i'm the person with all the ideas everybody else is below me right mm-hmm. yeah and so what's wild is that a lot of these people were humbled very quickly because they did start to struggle and because they had so much pride they never reached out for help mm-hmm. and they were sitting there taking these tests with us for no reason because you're not in my class mm-hmm. and it's literally just so they could show face for everybody else that's what you know is. pride killed them oh my and goodness. like even then now as we're like getting applying for residency those same people who were expecting others to fail are now struggling yeah they didn't get all the interviews that they wanted Mm -hmm. they thought that they were guaranteed to get certain spots and they're having to apply after the final date Mm -hmm. so that they can get some stragglers Mm -hmm. you know yeah so because they're worried about other people's business mm -hmm. not their own thank you and also (laughs) when you were talking i remembered like a lot of people's first experiences with other cultures Mm -hmm. is usually undergraduate Yeah. yeah you know so like if if they hadn't experienced other cultures, if they hadn't experienced, you know, minorities, then mm-hmm. medical school was their first exposure to that. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, okay, you don't know nothing about this culture at all, do you? So, mm-hmm. of course they're judging, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of course they have those biases. That's sick. That's ridiculous. But. It's okay. Yeah. I'm here. I was like, you got this. Yeah, right? yeah. and you made it. And I feel like from yeah. those experiences, you've definitely become a better suited person for the field or, or for your career, so mm-hmm. to speak, because... Yeah, if you hadn't faced those diver- adversities. I don't think I would want to go into academic medicine. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would want to be a, <clears throat> a mentor or want to work with students because what what I was went through, I'm not able to guide people to get through something just like that and mm-hmm. encourage people and, like, push people the way I probably needed that. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't get that until it was really late. I had to get a lot of that from my family opposed to somebody at the school. Yeah. yeah. Not saying that I wasn't supported at the school. There were several people in the student affairs that helped me, that, like, supported me, encouraged me, all that stuff. But not the same level of mentorship that I probably would have wanted. And mm-hmm. I want to be able to give to other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Um so we're going to talk about your Greek life and your Greek experience because you yes. went Greek while in medical school. I did. So I am a woman of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I crossed in my third year of medical school, which is probably like one of the hardest years to cross because that is a time where we do our internship like role. So that's when we're going to the different medical specialties for one to two months to learn about how to be that specific doctor at that time. Mm-hmm. And so when I crossed, it was during, it was right after a tough block and during an easy block. And so I just had finished, I was like in the middle of finishing my internal medicine on the inpatient wards and then also getting ready to start my psych rotation. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> It came at a perfect time for me, in all honesty. Um, I think it was like God working again, because I had another friend who was trying to do, wanting to become a woman of Alpha Kappa Alpha as well, and it just didn't work out for her schedule. Mm -hmm. So she couldn't be able to become an AKA. And it was hard. Uh, Luckily, my line sisters understood what I was doing, Mm -hmm. and so, they were okay with certain things 
and then I had a lot of support from them like even after we were done and I couldn't be able to make all of chapter meetings or I couldn't be able to help with all the setups or the plans like there would be a lot of times where they would phone call me in to some of the meetings when we would be planning events because mm-hmm. they know that I would have to be at home studying for one of my exams or something mm-hmm. and so it really brought me closer to my sisters because I'm like oh wow you guys actually like care enough that you're okay with me not being able to be at everything and yet you still want me to try to be involved and they are they were so grateful they're like thank you for coming like we know you're busy we Mm -hmm. know you have all these things like we appreciate you for wanting to help Mm -hmm. even though you have all this stuff and so it's really nice (laughs) (laughs) like that opened up your networking capabilities as far as like medicine and things like that oh my gosh yes yeah okay yeah and so it's um when i was applying for out of town electives which is basically i go to someone else's school and like do medicine there Mm -hmm. i was able to network with people automatically off the fact that i am a part of the divine nine greek organizations and i am a woman of alpha kappa alpha Mm -hmm. and so i had linked up with one of my sorority sisters when I went to Dallas and she gave me like all the tea about the school about how to be successful in the rotation her boyfriend was an alpha so he was a part of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated mm-hmm. so he was giving me some tips about how to con- do that connection when I was going on my residency interviews I had reached out to other sorority sisters everywhere else like in the area um yeah who went to school either was involved like at the school mm-hmm. at the residency okay. program or yeah. in the area just to talk to them and get their experience about yeah. how they like the city how they like the program what is the yeah. environment there oh that's awesome yeah Yeah. and so you get a lot of networking it's it's really great and the one thing that I love about aka is that all of my sisters are so welcoming and they want to help so much and they go out of their way to even do things so I have reached out to someone in the dental school because that's just who I found on Instagram okay (laughs) wow yeah so she was like okay you know you know I'm in dental school right but I, she was like, we have a sister who's a resident. Let me try to get in contact okay. with her, get her phone number. Like, within the next two hours, she had texted me with the girl's phone number Aww. and everything. Like, her That's phone number, nice. her Instagram, everything, so I could be able to reach out to her. Yeah. And so we really, the sisterhood is real. I know that there's some people say that, like, our sisterhood isn't as real as, like, other sorority sisterhoods, but I would beg to differ like i'll probably fight on it because <laughs> <laughs> no need to swear up yeah. <laughs> Let's keep the because it's well. so real it's like it's crazy that we just have this automatic connection when i meet them they're so happy to meet me mm-hmm. and it's like you've never known anything about me besides my phone number right and yeah that i'm an aka but it's because we understand why we're in this bond together that we're going to help each other like it was really founded off of uplifting women and encouraging women to do higher things so why not help out your next woman you right know? right Aww. so what advice would you give to medical students wanting to go into um, like greek a life. greek life so i would say do your research know what organization you want to go to and why um it's most of us were all set on service community uplifting women right Mm -hmm. but it's what have they done in the history what were their founding reasons why was this org put together and not just why did your founders put this organization together and not just be a part of the other ones you Mm -hmm. know really know why you want to do it and then also what are you going to bring to this organization to help uplift it to help Mm -hmm. continue the legacy you don't Mm want to drag it down right you don't want to just do it because 
oh, they're this or they're popular at our school. Like, that's whack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to do anything great for the organization. You're probably going to bring the organization down. Right. You, know? you want to do it for yeah. the right reasons. Exactly. Yeah. And then after you figure out what organization you want to be a member of, I would then reach out. There is some stigma about it. You have to be careful. You know, I would reach out to somebody that you know, or like if you don't know them, somebody who you know who knows them. Right, (laughs) right. So you can be able to get a connection and learn more, ask questions, because you're going to have questions. And you're only going to be able to ask them to somebody who's a part of the organization. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then also, they're going to be able to give you the information on how you can be able to try to be a member. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we know, like, finances is a factor when you're doing. (laughs) So how did you kind of plan for that? Did you plan for, like, finances on that way? Or did it just so happen that you had a stack on the side? So (laughs) (laughs) it was really funny because I feel like it was God again. Because... I knew, I had like an idea that we were coming back. <clears throat> I finessed the system. I crossed an undergrad, so I crossed mm-hmm. an undergrad chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, there was like rumors about them coming back. So I just was like, okay, well, let me think about having something on the side. Mm-hmm. And then when the flyer dropped, I didn't believe it. But luckily, I had just been saving money for like whatever I don't know why right I just I think it was because I was doing my course right mm-hmm. and I didn't have time to do anything else so mm-hmm. the money was just saved mm-hmm. um because I was also like working so I just had money saved and so when the time came I was able to fund myself that's good that's good yeah yeah um not everybody was like that mm-hmm. I know some of my line sisters struggled they had to ask a lot of people to help them out mm-hmm. but if people know that you're passionate and that this is what you always wanted to do you're going to find somebody who's going to be able to help you you mentioned working you were working in med school uh yeah i was refereeing i oh, okay. basketball games. <laughs> okay no, okay no, there are other people who actually have like real jobs but they could not they had to stop their jobs during year three okay, okay. yeah so during um which is like when you do your course mm-hmm. or that internship part of it's like rotations school. yeah your okay. rotations and so um I just would ref basketball games. Mm-hmm. Well, other jobs that other people have. So some people were waitresses. Some people worked at catering companies. Some people phlebotomy. Flo, <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what you got. I can So I'm taking this phlebotomy course, and Flo thinks I'm absolutely ludicrous because I was like, I could do like a PRN phlebotomy thing. On Can the you side. see? Sometimes, yeah. Like if you have a hospital or like a blood bank, and they just like let you work PRN just as needed, like on the weekends. Huh. You could do that. Because <laughs> Flo's like, you're crazy. I'm like, I'm poor. I'm like, I told her, I'm like, if your grades start slipping, Kia, we're going to well, have no, to Well, no, yeah. Of yeah. course, we're going to work on my grades. But yeah, that's the huge thing. I think I'm just a workaholic, and I don't like to have no money. And my mom is the type of person who will, like, break her back to make sure I have money. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to go to her and yeah. ask for money. Yeah. So, but, I mean, I'll try to work up until the day I die, honestly, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean... I don't know anybody who took out extra loans for it. I know, I just know people were like hustling. They were mm-hmm. calling their grandma, their <laughs> uncle, their oh. aunties. They were loaning, like people would loan them money mm-hmm. because it's a quick turnaround where you got to get this money together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's not an easy thing. I, it was literally just a blessing that I had this money. Because right now, if I wanted to become an AK right now, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, no, <laughs> daddy. <laughs> Definitely gonna call my parents up, like, um, okay, don't shout, <laughs> don't shout. But 
but it's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and what's it for? <laughs> that's good. But that's good. That shows yeah. you're passionate. Mm-hmm. So next, I'm going to ask about relationships. Ooh. Ooh, I was like, since we're in February. Yes. So that's our theme for February. We're trying to find love because we ain't got nothing to talk about. <laughs> so, <laughs> what would you talk like, Yeah, yeah I was like navigating relationships in medical school. Like, so, uh, it's okay. a tough time. <laughs> um, I would say for my ladies who are in medical school, it's especially when you're in your first year, second year where you're doing your basic sciences. Then you start going to your third year where you're doing your course. It is easier to be with a man or a female who is also busy as well. Mm-hmm. You did say that. Yeah. yeah. Because I found out that I had a lot of issues dating guys who didn't have any. Like They worked like regular jobs, like the eight to five um, or like the night. I mean, I'm sorry, not like just like in the yeah, but, but they're no, in their career. No, um, oh, 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 we talk about the yeah, <laughs> the regular like <laughs> the regular job or work like factories and like they just had so much free time right. that they would want to be around you because it's like okay, they like you, they have free time, they're not doing anything, but baby boy I have to study like (laughs) I can't just be with you and I always thought it was weird like studying and then like having my guy around it just made me feel uncomfortable because you feel like you have to entertain them yeah Yeah. and then like it was the weirdest thing because he would like stay on the couch and like watch tv and I'll have to study in my room and but that's your space yeah and I was just like I'd rather you just not be here (laughs) is there a way we could be together and apart (laughs) yeah and it's like but it would be different if like we both were doing something together and so that's Mm -hmm. why like another guy who was in like professional school or working on his next aspect of his job or like mm-hmm. whatever so if we are together and we're both studying we're both studying we're both working on right. something together we're not just like you're hanging out someone who like I'm has doing... their job after their job kind yeah. of thing yeah or i mean at least if you're in your career you would that you probably would have gone to like professional school for or prolonged school for you understand that i need to study you mm-hmm. understand that i need to have this time to myself to figure things out whereas if you didn't go to school like you didn't go to college and get like a secondary degree or higher education you don't get that Mm -hmm. because me when I would talk to boys who just before I before when I was still like Mm undergrad-ish and I would talk to other boys who were like in the undergrad I was really into athletes and so aren't we all good the problem of undergrad so I they would be like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm studying for a test. And they're like, when's your test? I said, oh, like in two weeks. They said, why are you studying? Yeah. What does yeah. that mean? Why am I not surprised? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you just need a couple days and you'll be good. And I'm like, um, no, your, your school load is completely different than mine. Yeah. So please don't tell me right. how I need to prepare for my exam. Because at that point, were you taking medical classes or it was strictly undergrad so classes? So at, in my first year, I started off taking 22 credit hours. And yeah, so I was taking yeah, like, yeah, I was taking science classes as well as like some introductory to medicine classes. And then I have my degree, my undergrad degree is actually a bachelor's of liberal arts. Mm-hmm. And so I was taking some BLA courses too. And so first year, 22, second, next semester was 19. Mm-hmm. In the summer, I was taking 12. So How it was like, time to talk to anybody? 
And then they got to try and be like, why are you studying? What? <laughs> I'm talking to you. That's a favor. <laughs> Thank you. And so that was my thing. So it's like I was never really appreciated for the time that I would commit to some of these guys. Oh, and so that really bothered me. Yeah. And also they, there would be times where because they're so free, they're so more flexible than I am. So like time, my time that I've committed to you at this portion, they would cancel or they'd be late. And it would just bother me. Right. It's like, now you're disrespecting me and my time. Mm -hmm. And my time is very valuable. And it's because I'm donating this time where I could be sleeping. I could be working out. I could be studying. And I'm giving it to you. Right. And I'm choosing to give it to you. And you're choosing to not want to be around me. Mm -hmm. So I had to cut a lot of these men off. Snip, snip. Yeah. (laughs) Snip, snip. So, like, um, when I did start dating guys who were either in professional school or like in their career i found that it was a little bit easier because they understood what i was going through we leaned more towards check-ins opposed to like having to talk all the day right yeah Mm -hmm. and then when i was free and they were free we would be able to like spend time together see each other like there was this one guy that i was dating that literally if he was around the area he would just like come over for 30 minutes and then Mm -hmm. like leave he's like oh you know i know you're studying but i just want to see you for this time and so like i realized that that works a little bit better for me Mm -hmm. um but with that so this last guy that i was with he was just now starting his professional school so he was just starting pharmacy school Mm -hmm. and even with that situation it was uh, a little bit more stressful because yes he was busy and in this fourth year of medical school you're not as busy and I started going to men with careers on salary oh, okay. and um, working towards their professional career and so he was like too busy for me mm-hmm. and it just got to a point where it's like okay you're really busy studying I respect all that but then when you have free time you're not coming to see me so that's another thing that I feel like women and even men have to be cautious of just because they're busy does not give them the right to not donate any time to you yeah because mm-hmm. everybody's busy no matter what you know on the low except for these people who just say we're, we're gonna right <laughs> but i mean that's the goal you yeah you're like yeah. you both want to be busy but you do not accept somebody not donating time to you because they're working towards their career because they're in a professional school or because they say they're too busy mm-hmm. yeah they don't appreciate you you mm-hmm. to give you some of their time and what a word yeah. no, just let that marinate i know <laughs> they don't and you should never accept it don't yeah address it if they are still moving the same way they are that's not the one for you sis yeah. like you gotta keep it moving because you can tell if somebody really wants to spend time with you they'll make time exactly yeah there's never gonna be a time in your life where it's just like oh i have a free like week to do whatever i want right. and then it's gonna happen again in two weeks so we can right. just no it's like mm-hmm. you always have to make time thank you because mm-hmm. tests come yeah and after the test what are you studying for the next time. <laughs> i mean if you take a test at 1 p.m <laughs> You are not studying for True. that test three weeks from now. True. Yeah, that rest of the night. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I yeah. was never. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he got the snips. Mm-hmm. That's understandable. Yeah. So I, I feel like you would appreciate more when you do have people who would make time for you. You know, you yeah. do appreciate. You acknowledge. I know you were busy, and mm-hmm. I know you could have been doing like you have the appreciation that you wanted people to see in you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So do you think for women going into medicine, did you see any hurdles with dating um, 
just because like you might be like a higher caliber than like some of the guys you're mm. dating yeah so it's actually funny so some men feel intimidated by the oh, level that's of a education word. that you have and i have been told like oh you know this boy really likes you but he respects you so much he's not gonna talk to you what, what does like, that even mean are you that disrespectful when you talk <laughs> i guess it's like because he doesn't have anything really going for them and so like okay. when guys feel like they don't Inferior. match you yeah mm-hmm. like if they're not matching your swag or like they're not matching your level of success they don't feel like they have the right to even talk to you that's ridiculous I was like, can I make that decision? Can that yeah, be But I'm like, yeah, if a guy feels that it, way, he you know? shouldn't talk to you because then True. he's going to be regular. Mm-hmm. He's going to be regular. <laughs> and like, so my friend, her boyfriend actually broke up with her because of that. No way. Yeah. Oh, girl. Yeah. And was so, she in medical school too? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. She's in medical school and he was like, you know, I just feel like you're going to be so successful and I'm not going to be anywhere near where you're going to be at, so... Get on my level! That's Why so don't you reading? Let me build oh, you. Why don't you climb? I'm annoyed for her. We're coming at together, baby! <laughs> I did, she did the six-year program. It's like, you also have to understand, I did this accelerated program, so generally I'm not supposed to be where I'm at, right. you know? Yeah. So I get it if you're my age and you're not where you need to be yeah because most people don't even re- know what they really want to do to like 21 22 mm-hmm. and i'm 23 years old I- i'm different okay <laughs> so, like, yeah. yeah so if i am if i love you and i want to help build you and help get you to where you're at let me do that you yeah. know i understand where you're at and i've been with you and it's not a problem to me mm-hmm. it's just you fighting your own self and like no stop stop Talking to yourself, babe. Right. Work One on of this. the things my dad talked about in the last episode was like society is more accepting when it comes to men having a partner who is like on a, the less successful than them. If mm-hmm. you if you want to sum it up like that. Yeah. But th- with women, it's like they have to find their equal. You know. Yeah. So would you say? I feel like with women who reach a certain level of success, they're not looking for like monetary you yeah, know equal, they're not yeah, yeah like, they're, they're yeah. looking for someone equally ambitious you know mm-hmm. equally like more so characteristic than yeah like mentally things. mentally yeah equal. yeah mentally stimulating so, yeah. and so that's kind of where i'm at right now yeah um i've had guys who like i try to throw money in my way and it's like i'm gonna be okay so like you sitting here throwing all this money in my face just makes me feel like there's something wrong with you yeah that you feel like you have to rely on how much money you make to impress me right and yeah. that's also like kind of insulting to me yeah. i know not everybody feels that way well because I, I think it's just because your career choice though because most girls if a guy's paying like a hundred dollar dinner they're like oh he got me you know what i mean but yeah. to us we're like i got me a hundred dollars <laughs> like what's a hundred dollars so yeah. what are we gonna talk about on this hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah so it's like if i'm not i really prefer guys that i'm learning something from Mm-hmm. They're very ambitious. We talk about our goals. We talk about what we're going to do. Um, just like I want to always be able to like lean to you to like help stimulate me. You right. Know? I don't want to be boring. I don't want to talk to you if you can't freaking like hold a conversation. If you can't spell things correctly where you're spelling like a whole different word. <laughs> if you don't know the difference between your, your, and your. That's oh ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Like I just, I literally will stop talking to them. Because <laughs> I can't spelling, because I can't spell. You know, no, they I can't teach, spell. Yeah, they we don't teach you I can't spell. But I know one word. But I know one word versus another. And if you're saying them completely wrong and 
you're not catching yourself afterwards it's just like oh my gosh she's stupid or have a growth like mindset like yeah. be willing to learn when you know because some people take it as condescending if you're mm-hmm. if you're at a certain educational level and you want to just like improve your mate and you mm-hmm. want to suggest this you suggest that and they yeah. feel like well you're doing this as like a condescending like effort but yeah. it's not even like that it's just yeah. I want you to be your best self exactly mm-hmm. and so yeah no um I know the guys that I've been able to like continue with are guys who have those same types of things where mm-hmm. that's what our conversations are normally about mm-hmm. and then also guys who want to know more about what I want to do it's not just them talking about themselves or them worrying about themselves they also want to know how can I support you to get to where you need to be at mm-hmm. how can I support you to where you're mentally healthy how can I support you to where if you're having a bad day what can I do to help make that better you know oh, so yeah, they're just yeah. as invested in me mm-hmm. as I am in them mm-hmm. An yeah. equal kind of partnership. Yeah, mm-hmm. just uh, I'm gonna listen to this episode every single week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, yeah. um, where are we at? Oh, we can yeah, we're good. Yeah. So let's talk about your journey to residency. So, yeah. what did you do in medical school that kind of made you stand out as a residency candidate, a successful candidate? Yeah, to make me competitive. Yeah. Yes. And so, um, my grades. Shout were, out to it. Okay. Come on. Come on. Okay, guys. <laughs> so I wish I I didn't take school. Like, I took school seriously, but I didn't take school seriously. Yes. I didn't really know how to study. And so I knew that I had to really finesse mm-hmm. for residency because mm-hmm. it's like, I can't just be like, oh, I'm intelligent and you can look at my grades and they can co-sign for it. I didn't have bad grades, but they were very, like, average. Mm-hmm. And then, like, even my step scores average okay mm-hmm. and so step is the board exams that you need to take to certify for to, for you to become a doctor mm-hmm. average you know what i'm saying I'm just like you know <laughs> just like <laughs> and so what i did is that i'm very much involved in the school so like my leadership was kind of okay what okay i was like okay well don't look there look here <laughs> <laughs> look at how much i did <laughs> yeah, like, my involvement and so for everyone who's in medical school you really need to be involved like find an organization that you love that you're passionate about that you want to support that you want to grow stay in that org throughout medical school Mm -hmm. don't bounce from one to the next Mm -hmm. don't hold random leadership positions just to say you did that like start from an org work your way through that org and show them that you're passionate about that because so the one i was involved with is called student national medical association and so that's the SNMA, and it's basically founded on cultivating diversity and then also creating culturally competent physicians. Mm-hmm. It started off in 1963 um, as a student version of the National Medical Association, which was founded because there were um, black physicians who are not able to give certain care, black surgeons who are not able to do certain procedures because they are not a part of the American Medical Association. So they're like, since y'all want to cut us off, big bets, we're going to create our own. (laughs) Here we are. Exactly. (laughs) And so SNMA was the student one, which was mainly to kind of get the underrepresented minority medical students, have a support group, be able to encourage each other because we weren't getting it from everybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I really love SNMA. SNMA is like my family. I've now taking my leadership from just my chapter at UMKC to regional positions. I'm currently the associate regional director for SNMA. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, and I'm also the regional liaison for our 
Association of Leadership and Development, which is like how to become a leader mm-hmm. in like school, like your academic setting, as well as like in your community. Mm-hmm. And so I've had two regional positions, and then while during my terms, I've done a lot within SNMA and like the community, as well as like my home chapter. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, "Oh, I see that you love SNMA." I'm like, "Yep, I've been in there for six years. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've gone from like." social chair to vice president to president to now like regional liaison to this this is all this stuff yeah. right mm-hmm. um another big program that i was involved in was the critical mass gathering do you guys remember yeah, yeah. oh my god i met so many uh, i need to stop using lord's name <laughs> i uh, i met so many like physicians through that mm-hmm. did you organize that yeah oh, that's i've been uh, i've been one of the main organizers in that like on the planning committee for the past four years oh wow that's yeah so nice. and so yeah so i that's my little baby and so they talk <laughs> about that a lot and so they also see like oh well i see that you're very involved in like diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. um how are you going to now be able to take that and help us here so i feel like my leadership in that aspect as well as like just the other leadership roles that i've held within my school like as chapter like class president class vp blah 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 whatever mm-hmm. They know that I've been in positions where I have been, had to advocate. I've been in positions where I've had to make deals with people. I've been mm-hmm. in positions where I've had to fundraise. I've been in things where I now have these tools that the average student does not have. Yeah. So I'm not just going to come here and be a doctor. I'm going to come here and I'm going to move and shake and do things for the school or do things for the residency program or do things for the community because I have these skill set that I've gained by being in these leadership roles. Absolutely, um, yeah. yeah. And so that is what a lot of them talk to me about. Okay, that's, that's good. So how did you, because I feel like an undergrad, I was really bad at balancing stuff just because I like to be involved in so many things. Yeah. So how do you um, balance that in medical school? So um, I did one of two things. I started saying no. I stopped being like so spread out. I started saying no to like having positions. Oh. Okay. Yeah, because people would reach out to me like, oh, we have this organization. Do you want to be the community service chair or do you want to be the fundraiser chair or do you want to help me start this organization do you mm-hmm. want to do all these things and it's like no I would love to but I can't and I would always kind of like find somebody else and like mm-hmm. I can't do this but this person might be able to do it right or like administration will ask me to help with something and it's like I can't currently do this because I'm too busy but this person can do it mm-hmm. and then I lived and died by my planner so I have my little planner <laughs> and would literally write out everything mm-hmm. if I have a meeting if I have to have something submitted if I have class if I have a test if I have something fun to do I would write like hang out with Kia, you yeah. know, like you gotta be that this. detail. Yeah, like happy hour, three o'clock, we lit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we lit. Yeah, like little things. So I planned out what I needed to do as well as like time for myself. Because mm-hmm. you also just because you're very involved and you're in school does not mean that you can't have a social life. It doesn't mean that you can't have a personal life too. Mm-hmm. And I realized if I did not balance my personal life and my school life, I was like falling into a really bad dark place i wasn't happy and so i was like scratch that i can't do that (laughs) but you have to learn yeah and so because it's like you see people and you have this assumption like oh if i study 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 all the time and i don't i'm not around people i don't hang out with people i'm gonna have great grades i'm gonna be fine i'm gonna be happy because i have great grades and it was like okay my grades are 
okay, my grades are getting better, but I'm not happy. I'm sad. I'm right. lonely. All these other things. And then it's like when you're sad, you're lonely. You don't spend as much time trying to study because you're just sad and lonely. <laughs> so your grades are going down. Understandable. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just uh, my balance really came from only taking part in things that are going to help me get to my goals. Mm-hmm. And even um, doc, one of the doctors that I interviewed with at my home institution uh, which luckily was more like a conversation. And he was kind of giving me advice. He was like, look, I see that you're so involved, but I want to let you know that you cannot spread yourself too thin because you're going to do a lot of things crappy opposed to doing some things phenomenal. Yeah, like, yeah that makes know? sense. And so quality he, over yeah, quantity. Exactly. So he was like, if it is not helping you get to your ultimate goal of what you want to do with your life, don't do it because mm-hmm. it's going to be a waste of your time it's going to be a distractor and it's going to take away time that you could put into something that's actually pursuing your passion mm-hmm. that's actually getting you to the next step that's elevating you mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you want to help everybody out yeah you want to this might sound cool okay you're doing this experiment on hair that can make people have longer hair <laughs> yeah sure, right yeah <laughs> i can be a dummy you know <laughs> like, is that getting me to where me possibly being an assistant dean of student affairs or assistant dean of diversity and inclusion no yeah so i can't do that i'm sorry yeah Yeah. that's good that's a good point yeah nice well is there any other information you want to add any advice anything like that constantly be on a pursuit of your happiness that's everybody period if it's not making you happy don't do it if it's not helping you get happier leave it alone if it's taking away from your happiness let that thing die. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, <laughs> you said let that thing die. Let it die. <laughs> because if you're not happy, you're not going to be successful at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like if you're not happy, you're not in a good mental state, you're not in a good physical state, you're not in a good emotional state. So you're not progressing. And all we can do is progress and elevate. Your goal is to constantly make a better version of yourself. And it starts by being happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So much. So many gems. Yeah, I'm amazed. I uh, (laughs) yeah, you had so many good things. Um, so we do have a um hidden Jemison for this episode. It is a part of you know a UMKC hidden Jemison. So we'll have I'm not gonna drop that for us. Um. Okay. So the first is medical scholars and that is a program <laughs> that UMKC has for sophomores and juniors in college it's a guaranteed spot in the medical school if you meet the requirements and your application is accepted and so it's only for a certain amount of schools the schools the list of schools is being added on or sorry their schools being added onto the list you can check it out at med.umkc.edu to get more information about that. Cool. Okay. And then the other one is the six-year medicine program in the first place. So <laughs> it's, um, it's a program for high school students as well as first-year medical students. Uh, not first-year medical, sorry, sorry. Freshmen in college. So mm-hmm. for graduating high school seniors and freshmen in college, who want to pursue medicine. If you know that medicine is what you want to do and you're for sure about it, I do recommend the program. You get medical experience within the first two weeks. You start seeing patients very quickly, so you're exposed to it in that how you can be able to fall deeper into your passion of wanting to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, other 
good things about the program that you can possibly do as a high school student if you're still in high school is do summer scholars it's a summer program that teaches you about the basic medical sciences gives you some exposure to the hospital setting and lets you be a little doctor for a little bit <laughs> and so when you were telling us about the six-year med program you mentioned the undergrad the freshman and undergrad would have to take the mcat high school students don't have to take the MCAT though, right? So no, so if you are in the six year medical program, okay. you do not have to take the MCAT. Okay. So I didn't take the MCAT. Even the people who came in as freshmen from college did not have to take the MCAT. Okay. Okay. You only have to take the MCAT if you're doing medical scholars. Okay. And so that's if you are a sophomore or junior in college. Mm-hmm you want to get into the medical school so we have the six-year med program as well as the medical only so like md only so you you got your undergraduate degree and now you're applying to medical school as a traditional medical student so what the medical scholars does is that it guarantees you a spot inside of the medical school as a sophomore junior you just have to maintain a certain gpa as well as score a certain score on your mcat Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nice so you and Casey have some perks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got some things. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Amaka, for sit- sitting with us. No um, I really you. appreciate you. Yeah, really. And I feel like we. this is a very, very, very successful, like, first medical student experience. So. Good. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, as always, you know, follow us on our social media sites. We have our link tree on our Instagram. Um, if you have not followed us on Instagram, it's Melanin and Medicine. Uh, Melanin dot in, in medicine. dot medicine. That's yeah. our Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you have our, you have our <laughs> link tree on that, and that goes to basically all the facets where we have um, all of our podcasts um, listed. And we're now on Spotify, and you can find that on our link tree. We should be on Google Play by now, um, and we've been on um, iTunes podcast. So we got we got some things. We got some things. Um, that of course email us um at melodin and medicine zero two at gmail.com and amaka where can they find you you guys can find me oh <laughs> <laughs> sorry i gave you no my time to UMKC prepare email uh That's sweet. you it's under uh, lower letter u a o number two letter q three <laughs> At, yeah, it's kind of long. At <laughs> mail.umkc.edu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or honestly, like, I don't care. You guys can just follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It is I L O V E M A K A. So I love Maka. Oh, that's nice. It was Waka Flocka. Oh, oh yeah, Maka Flocka. <laughs> yes, so Maka Flocka is me. Nice. That's my nickname. It's been my nickname since, like, I would say seventh grade oh lovely. gosh yeah <laughs> i was obsessed with waka flocka so. lovely what a time I, and so <laughs> it kind of funny because I, I was maka flocka and then in high school i was the class president so i was president flocka lovely and now i'm dr flocka <laughs> <laughs> goals look at that progression y'all yes. keeping the flocka yes that's what's up well huh? thank you guys for tuning in and we'll talk to you next week so bye 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 <laughs>